0: the Salvation Army. I just had
1: a trigger, sorry.
0: (laughs) Sorry, okay, we can't use that.
1: Abide in Christ, not just stay, so we get some sort of an award for being on staff for 15 years. Like, there's no longevity awards in heaven. We're hiring people who know how to do a job versus people who are called to feed the sheep.
0: Welcome back to Words of Life. I'm Bernie Dake, and I'm joined this week by Natalie Runyon from this ministry called Raised to Stay. Welcome back, Natalie.
1: Hello, Bernie. It's good to be back.
0: What exactly is the focus of Raised to Stay? What are you hoping to accomplish with this ministry? And uh, maybe we'll get into some of the nomenclature as we go.
1: It's evolved over time. I think back to the first, like, couple of years of it, and my tagline was persevering in ministry when you have a million reasons to walk away. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of what I was aiming for, were people specifically who were in church leadership, who were raised in the church, who were just weary, who had grown weary. And over time, as people have come into uh, the community, my new tagline is challenging the church and championing the saints. Nice. Because I think we have done a disservice to people in the church in some ways. The church has been reckless. We have been careless with people, just as any organization or any human company might. We can't say that because we're the church, we've done things perfectly. At the same time, to champion the saints also is that iron sharpening iron to say, hey, we're going to stick around. We're going to see what God wants to finish through us. But we're also going to stay long enough to maybe bring some change to the areas that we've seen in the church that we think can be done better. We're not going to just abandon. We're going to stay and figure out how we can be part of a solution. So yeah. that's how it's evolved over the last three or four years.
0: Yeah. You often use the idea of church Mm. How how would you describe that to someone that doesn't know what that means?
1: The Bible Coalition talks about church hurt being any time someone uses Scripture to lord over, to manipulate, Mm. to deceive another person into making them feel less than. Mm. So when we talk about church hurt, we are often referring to imperfect people hurting imperfect people. Mm and this isn't new this idea of humans hurting humans has been happening since the very beginning of creation however in the church we do attach a perfect god to imperfect people we expect to be hurt by the world as believers we know that they don't know better we've we've been taught that in sunday school that you know, our favorite Bible characters were hurt by people of the world. Mm. But when it happens within the four walls where there's supposed to be protection and, and God and family, this is the ultimate betrayal to be hurt right. by the church. Yeah.
0: Can you maybe give us some specific examples of how we as the church have let others down
1: We are not good as the church with having hard conversations. Mm. I think we have them when we want to. I think we have them from pulpits. I think they're being had in smaller um, groups of people behind closed doors, but I don't think we're really listening to one another as well as we could be. Mm. So when a congregant or a volunteer or a staff person sees something that alarms them, Um, And it could be anything from LGBTQ community things to racism, or it could be staff culture. I mean, we're talking a wide spectrum of different topics and they don't feel safe bringing those topics to leadership. That's a huge red flag. Right. That we don't have a safe space in an environment that should be the safest place for us. People look to the church to be a beacon of hope and light and also a safe place for the widow and the orphan. But we also have to be a safe place for the things we don't want to hear. And that iron sharpening iron is not just for people on staff and volunteers. That's for leaders too. Yeah. And I think what I'm hearing from the community is why is nobody listening when we tell them they have abusers on staff? When we tell them that someone is hurting other people, why are we keeping talented people in high places who are hurting people? Mm. And a lot of that is the church part. Number two of this is hiring talent over anointing. We're hiring people who know how to do a job versus people who are called to feed the sheep. Yeah. And when you start putting people on platforms who are there for their own benefit, then they're no longer able to protect. And so we have a lot of staff people with giant bullseyes on their backs. Yeah. Um, they're exposed to the elements because leadership hasn't been properly protecting.
0: I want to make sure that we're encouraging everybody to consider what we do as Christians and how we approach each other, because it should be loving. And I think there's greater good there. And this is how we defeat the evil one's schemes. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us. This is week two. We got more to come. So we hope you'll come back next week and join us on Words of Life. Thanks for listening. To hear the full version of this week's episode, subscribe to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit
1: SalvationArmySoundcast.org.